Hello everyone, it's Paul Newbegin here from the Past Podcast with some very exciting news. I am absolutely delighted that Series 5 of the Past Podcast is brought to you in partnership with our wonderful friends at Chefworks, who are our sponsors last time round as well, so it's great to have them back. And as you'll know, they are famous for outfitting chefs, kitchens and front of house all around the world. Chefworks offer a collection of great uniforms, so to check out their full range, you can visit chefworks.co.uk. Thank you again to Chefworks, and it's great to be back for Series 5 of The Past Podcast. Enjoy! Hello, it's me again. We're back. This time it is with Alex Bond of Alcamilla in Nottingham. He was the first restaurant to be announced this year's 2020 UK and Ireland Michelin star. And I actually surprised him. Uh, this wasn't taken after that, so we do talk about the future, including Michelin stars. But uh, what a great result to have him in so soon after getting a star. And well done, mate. Really, really pleased for you. I suppose when you've got, I'm just going to, as we talk, I'm just going to get this going, if that's all right, yeah. get the levels right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you a nod when you're yeah. saying like something. Uh, do you like it? Yes, nice. <laughs> I like to be nice and uh, mobile, because then I can just turn up wherever then. Yeah, I'm sure it does the job. <laughs> it's all right. It's like one of them fucking, uh, what do you call it, designer dogs. I feel like, yeah, I feel like a Bond baddie. Just <laughs> yeah. stroke it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you should yes. do that, throw it. Just, just to put you on. The whole thing, just sit and stroke it. <laughs> that would be weird, because I need to put it near your mouth, so I've just been... Oh, like, yeah, don't do that, yeah. <laughs> that would be weird. I'll do it. I'll okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy to think when we came, you were only, like, yeah, four or, yeah. Four or five. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, in, in one respect, it feels like forever. And in other respects, it feels like... 10 minutes ago and I it's, it's a completely different thing now because um, <clears throat> I don't know the word is yeah it's a chaos it's just fucking madness like we opened with five chefs and, that, and we're doing 300 covers a week and we do similar numbers now but we do slightly less now because we're not Obviously, as new, it was very much like the beginning. It was like, oh, it's all new and exciting, and everyone came every night. And Tuesdays were four, and Wednesdays were four, and all that. So we do a little bit less now, but we do it with ten. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot more. Yeah, we've got twenty-seven members of staff. And we had, I think, at our first Christmas party, there was like nine of us, or ten of us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or maybe two. No, 12. 12, that was it. And now there's 27. Yeah. It's just like, it's just how it's grown so much in that time. But people come to expect certain stuff, don't they? Do you know, like, with or without accolades or whatever, we have, you know, a restaurant that looks like this, we have a standard that we adhere to in both front and back of house, and that unfortunately takes. 
people. That's that's a that's a man hour thing. So you need the bodies, and we were just running around, surviving. I suppose what we were doing. So when you came, it was like I, mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm very proud of what we did in the beginning, but it's certainly not anywhere near where we're at now. It's, it's evolved loads more. It's better. It's more competent. It's more established. It's more fluid. It's more yeah. you know like with the judges for the craft guild of chefs so we've been uh, uh, shortlisted for the last three for best new restaurant and you know they I was looking more from a service point of view because when we set up a restaurant we sort of knew what we were going to do I hadn't really got a clue what we were going to do right here because I was just winging it and they were like they were saying how you know they really enjoyed it. Obviously, didn't give much away because judging, but they said the service was amazing, and that's what makes you know the whole thing. And it's that that surprises me because it's something that I've I've never been aware. Of, you know, so you're relying on other people. The kitchen you can completely control because I can't. I can be there all the time. Yeah. You can watch everything. And done it. You check and everything, you know and I know it, and it's experience, and it's that's my essentially that's my excuse yeah. the shit pun yeah. that's my bread and butter yeah 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 you know yeah. <coughs> excuse me done. Was that, yeah. yeah no so we just was like right well I think this is what we're going to do you know and everything's got like everything's got a system and we, we didn't have systems then it was like we were working out the systems because we opened so late or we opened up so last minute because we were behind the schedule <clears throat> so we did bits of training and stuff with um, a bit of role playing whatnot in a restaurant but nothing like at all and then soft opening was like ah and it was just like fucking and then suddenly it was Christmas and we were full of well we were full every night up right up to Christmas and it was just like shit mm. we really got a chance to, to breathe yeah. <laughs> excuse me well, I guess <clears throat> you know I, I've just uh, I've got a glass do you want some water sure sorry that's I was uh, this series I've interviewed at Manor in Manchester and I said to yeah. them about what they're six months in now and they struck me as like a really really uh, ambitious project and when I came and you were four months in that's what had attracted me to hear was that you so you, you looked at the pictures that had been taken at the restaurant and how you'd set it up and I was like wow that's like that's an ambitious project I mean the restaurant is so unique so special it, you know, just miss my mouth. <laughs> oh, was that would that be kind of was that probably why you think you were hitting the ground running like that because the project was just a very yeah, ambitious one, fucking huge, wasn't it? Like we, like everybody, run over time. You know, you just you always just well, from what I understand, you do. I'd really never done one project, <laughs> and we run over we run over time. Yeah, I mean, it was just. Well, we had teams that were like that of lads, you know, builders alike, come in at eight and have a cup of tea by ten, and then lunch by half eleven, and everything takes longer than you think, and then you get problems and niggles and things that you don't foresee, and then that puts you back a week, and then you're trying to push to get open because you need to get open, and if you don't set a, a, a target, you just need that like fear. We just did, but it was right up to the wire, and we did it the ground running, fucking sprinting, like just boom, and uh, just dealt with it, you know. And that's it. We were confident with the food. Um, 
it's got better now because we can now write dishes that involve more I suppose just more work like not necessarily more you know, the food's not super intricate they don't spend hours picking herbs or you know layering things or whatever but there's, there is definitely things that we do now that, that are more time consuming and we can afford to do that because we have the, the bodies when we had five it was it was a menu that was written for, for for that really for its purpose and it's it's evolved into something else and the menu's got smaller and more refined and you know hopefully we think that we're offering something that that is unique well, there's, there's lots I want to ask you and I will the thing that I've been dying because we kind of had a quick catch up when I ate I remember but I was dying to, what was this before what, what like because it's just a, such a crazy cool restaurant it used to be it used to be a coaching house so the house upstairs or the house above us um, was they were owned by lace merchants a lot of Nottingham money is, is was made with lace or made from lace um, and then have lace notes or anything um, and this was essentially a, a, a car park so each arch was <laughs> yeah. a, a, for a carriage oh, I, I totally get it now so this 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 house the ne- the one next door and the one on the far end so basically from Wellington Street to Sealy Street would have all shared a, a communal space down here and then the stable was next door so there's a cafe and a Chinese restaurant next door that's amazing it would have been the, the stable so the horses would have been housed yeah, in there I completely because <laughs> when I was describing it to people after my visit I kind of said like imagine like the best wine cellars you can think of because it's got that length and it's got that openness so I was I was close yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but then there's things that we don't understand ourselves like nobody seems to know why the roof light well we, obviously we put the glass in but yeah. the hole's already there yeah, and they're huge. That was this. There's four of them. Just in front of me. Like and they're two and a half meters square. Yeah. So who put four two and a half meter square holes in a coaching house when there's a garden on top of it? Yeah. So that because this is this is yeah, if you think the house is here. Yeah. yeah. So that everything above us was the front garden to the house. Yeah. And then when we took it, there's a massive slab of concrete in each one, and then a massive another foot and a half of concrete on top yeah. so who put four holes in yeah but that for, was there um, that wasn't for, yeah and for what we, we, nobody seems to know that's so cool it's like people are like well, we're bringing things in it's like yeah but bringing no, bring what in yeah. it needs four hole, four holes that yeah. large so if you want to bring hay you need to bring in yeah. for example well, that's what I was thinking you would bring you'd have one there's a one down in the kitchen that's, that looks clearly like that it's more like a well so it's just small meter and a half uh, diameter circle yeah. like, and it's like it would have been where essentially where there was a, a storage space and then I assume it would have then been distributed yeah. but then there was no horses in here because so, the stable was next door so we, we there's bits that we don't really yeah. understand did you did you fall in love with it as soon as you saw it <clears throat> yes and no <laughs> I, I yes the space no the sheer size of it yeah. um, I originally said no thank you because I just all I could see was debt and I, well not necessarily debt how would we even do it it was huge they've been empty for 150 years wow 
so it was like ruined it was you know half a foot of water there was tree roots growing on the walls it was absolutely ruined so we and one and it was like yeah no, and then no and then yeah and then no and then yeah and then yeah but we could yeah because yeah but we can't imagine how amazing it'd be yeah but imagine that you just go and I was like oh do you know what let's just have a look so we started looking at numbers and I think in hindsight now I think what I did was I just lied to myself <laughs> and was like yeah we can do it for this and just did some frag packet numbers and was like yeah we can do it for like 500 pounds <laughs> Yeah. Right, and then yeah, which is, yeah. I mean, I don't think any of my investors will be listening, but <laughs> sort of convinced them of that as well that we could do it for five hundred quid. Obviously, we were hundreds of thousand pounds off that five hundred pounds. Yeah, but you know, when even, yeah, and even I as a diner, you can see the result. Even the kitchen is just so cool how it's immediately there when you walk in. Yeah, and we achieved it, and we went, we went, we went, we went over budget like everybody. Everybody said we would, and I knew really deep down that we would. But I think with that, it was like, well, I have to make it work now. And we just then reinvested in that first year. So the first year was nothing but, you know, every penny that was made went back into finishing the bits that we didn't necessarily complete. And a lot of that was back of house stuff. So nobody even knew when we opened. When you came, we were nearly for a few minor bits that were not necessarily restaurant. Or customer orientated, um, we had finished, but like when we opened, we didn't have so behind the kitchen table where it's all staff only, but it was just a big space like literally just a, a breeze blocked room. It's now walking fridge, staff toilet, wash the laundry room, chemical store, dry store, wine room, yeah, staff room, office, you so know, all that was, yeah, there. yeah, it was just a, it was just literally the space like this just with the breeze block wall done <laughs> and then obviously that then got yeah, stood, stood wall plastered yeah. lighting all that jazz had to be all sorted out um, we, we didn't have enough stoves but we, when we designed the kitchen we planned uh, we made the bench long enough that if we and put an RCB board in underneath that if I needed it we could just cut it out and drop it in so it was things like that but that's all money yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so that went that got done uh, uh, club roomy cupboards didn't have any of them didn't even think about coats because we opened in August yeah yeah it was hot and in October somebody turned up and gave the one of the front of us a coat and you were like and she turned around looked at me and was like chef with this with her arm out with a coat and I was like what are we going to do what do I do with that <laughs> and you can obviously you can automatically you can you can get rid of you can get rid of any idea about putting it behind the kitchen table because yeah. you can't have them traipsing through the kitchen table with everybody's coats because in the winter you end up with 50 coats that are potentially all soaking wet because it's slinging it down at 7 o'clock and everybody's arriving in wet coats so you can't I'm not paying premium price for a kitchen table I mean members of staff with four or five you know tip, yeah, yeah, four yeah, coats yeah, yeah. so that, we lost all that space for that and I was like what do we do so we the only thing we can think of was these amazing cupboards here. Yeah. yeah, and they fit and they're beautiful. And it's lovely. And it actually makes the restaurant even. Yeah, hadn't yeah. Even noticed, but they didn't so. exist. Yeah, like it just that was it. And then it had this the the, the two because we shot on this wall. We brought the arch. This used to be an arch, as you can see. Yeah, we yeah. built it, it butted in, and it looked a bit odd because then it was when you're looking at the arch, you'd have this square 
Yeah. And now, now it's yeah, lovely because he finishes it. Yeah. Didn't even notice. So yeah, you've done. <laughs> yeah. It. So that that again, just money, everything. So we just kept putting everything back in in order to get, you know, to quite finish. And I suppose it's that you know you need to get to where you want to be because you know you're an ambitious chef. You'd had. You know, you had an idea of what you wanted. Yeah, the restaurant to be. yeah, and I'm not. A, I, I I can't let it lie. Like if it's not done, I can't. I can't walk past it every day and just feel like, oh, well, we'll do that next year. Like that needs for me. If you know, obviously, well, like everyone would do it. If you could do it now, you do it now. And we we had to focus on what we're going to do now, which was stuff out here. <coughs> Excuse me. And now it's just maintenance stuff all the time now. So we've created yeah. a restaurant that we that we we love. If some things. I'd like to change I'd like to change the floor in here we did a lot or I or my wife or well basically myself my wife and the architect did 98% of the design and none of us are interior designers so we made a couple of errors you know like the my errors just design faux pas or whatever you call it I just don't like the floor I don't like it it's, the wood is worn terribly <laughs> I want to change it I've changed it already in the we used the same wood in the kitchen table I've already pulled it up and retiled it I guess, cause well, it just yeah I guess that's the perfectionist in you isn't it and you you kind of see yeah, it yeah I know I don't yeah for me I don't like it so yeah. I need that's one thing I want to change but now yeah we're in here we've created something we think it's beautiful and now it's functional yeah. again it was one of the things in the beginning where you kind of dig your heels and you go I don't like that because I don't want it but then you think well actually and we, we need that because it's making service harder and we Try and constantly do everything that makes it discreet, yeah. much like that. Well, I, I always love when you when you fit a restaurant into kind of a strange and weird and wonderful space like this. I, my kind of test is: could I imagine anything else here? Yeah. And as soon as we came in, I was like, "There's nothing else that would work well, in this now. space." As I can't. This. Yeah, I, I, like I, I couldn't a garage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like we. No. Where you could literally you could park cars in it and have them yeah. jacked up on you know whatever to get under it but I, I but I think is that because it's just so special is that because you can see it as a restaurant I don't know if I was to show you a picture of the empty building before we took it yeah I think it took a lot of vision on your part yeah but well, somebody I mean, somebody to t- somebody well I mean somebody told us didn't they, they you know like so <laughs> we found it for a, a mutual friend so uh, the landlord and I have a mutual friend he'd said I've got this space that I think would make a cool restaurant that's so cool and David said well I know a guy is looking for a restaurant so it was already in my head when I came in obviously it wasn't like I stumbled across a restaurant like it was like this could be a restaurant and I was like yeah but yeah it really could yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's turned out to be a bloody good one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Like, I didn't. You know, and, and so do a lot of people. Some don't. Yeah. That's, you know, like, it's well, great, isn't it? We're gonna, we're, I need, need everybody to talk about this now. So, where, what I love asking, I'm sorry if my listeners get bored of me asking for it, but it's kind of one of my favourite questions is where, because you know, you do research, and obviously, lucky enough, I, I'd eaten here, so I knew a bit about it, and I, you know, you read about that kind of using plants using herbs using kind of wild things but also you know you use things around the area and what have you so where had kind of all that come from where it, was that just things that had been kind of building up in your head ideas from your kind of career it's funny because I suppose that's probably a slight 
phrasing term, incorrect phrasing term for moors. When we say plant, we mean it's more. It's more vegetable. Like I think a lot of people think that we do use. I mean, Doug and I do love herbs. I like. I like like blended herbs. I like making sort you know, like sauces or purees or that kind of stuff. Like we don't use a, a huge amount of like. No, no, garnish herbs no, no, and stuff. no, no, not, not like that. It's not known. But I think when people do think that when we say plant based, but it, it, it's meant to be more of an onus on the fact that we are ve- quite vegetable orientated. Mm. Well, um, I, I, what I wanted to talk about was two things because when I think back about it, yeah, I do think about the use of. I remember having herbs really using um, in the puddings and the sweets. They'd been used in really clever ways. But I talk a lot about kind of five dishes that mean lots to people, and hopefully we'll get some of those from you today if you've managed to think about them. But one of mine would be a dish that I had here, which was a hispy cabbage dish. Yeah, that's one. That that would definitely be one of mine. That was like yeah. one of the like they're like the OG, yeah. OG veg dishes. Yeah, that was such an amazing dish. <laughs> you know, two years on, <laughs> nearly, I still think about how good that dish was. We we. That is the that that's the perfect example of what it is that we want people to love. So that's that's what our version of plant based is. Yeah. Do you know, I mean that, that was a totally vegetarian dish. Yeah. yeah. If I remember right. With the cheese and the almonds. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So I can still Almond remember. Almond sauce, yeah, parmesan, edge parmesan, yeah. Delicious. We did a slightly different version of it this winter, but we did it with a classic bordelaise using like aged beef, but it was predominantly veg- vegetable base, vegetable yeah. led. It was the cabbage was the thing, the sauce aided the cabbage. It did what yeah. the cheese did. Yeah. You know, it that umami yeah. lift, so to speak. Um, but both that and the new one, or do you know, like cauliflower roasted yeast was one that we had done for ages when we first opened people loved it and people mourned when we took it off and uh, it's like well sometimes stuff's got to come up and it might come back one day but yeah. but where, where where had that thought come from then of using the vegetables letting them kind of be the uh, style uh, it kept I how old am I now about six seven years ago I started uh, training I used to go to the gym and I started getting into shape because I was a chunky monkey <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I started doing marathons and stuff and I started running and all that jazz and got the bug for it and was eating loads of like uh, just rubbish supermarket chicken because it was easy to it's an easy source of protein so I was just like you know packs of chicken breast and I just had this like I'm not going to go as far to call it as an epiphany it's well too dramatic but this moment of like uh, why am I eating this nonsense um, I wouldn't serve it in a restaurant and I wouldn't and it's not really very nice so why am I eating it so I just we just stopped and was like right I need to not eat this shit and I'd made a decision then to, to not eat um, meat that I didn't know where it came from I didn't know its provenance which meant it, I didn't eat his meat as much because it's expensive. You know, like I have a, <clears throat> a great butcher here 
but obviously it's 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 loads more expensive than the supermarket, which is absolutely fine. So we cut our meat consumption down, both my wife and I, and uh, just started cooking more at home, and it literally just started from there. It was a coincidence. It was never, it wasn't a, a planned strategic move to open a, 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 a plant-based, vegetable-based, whatever you want to call it, led restaurant. Yeah. It just happened that while I was working in other people's kitchens, I was cooking vegetarian stuff at home and was doing stuff and thinking, that's delicious. I'd eat down a restaurant, not necessarily to a level of refinement to a restaurant dish, but flavour-wise, I, I, I was doing something and thinking, well, I'd, if I got down a restaurant, I'd, I'd definitely eat that. I'd be like, That'd be amazing with... And then it just became a thing and it started off as one dish like I can't remember what that one dish was but it was like we started off with it could have actually been cauliflower and yeast that could have been like the sort of first thing that I was using with yeast at home um, but and then it, then and then just un, another dish and then and then another dish and, and then eventually it was like shit I'm doing loads of like like veggie stuff here or vegetable based stuff or using meat to, to elevate things you yeah. know so like chicken skin or yeah. beef fat or you know like that kind of stuff and was not really using <clears throat> actual cuts meat, meat. anymore yeah cuts of meat anymore uh, and then I started putting stuff on a restaurant and then I was like they're not my restaurants they're my kitchens so it was kind of shelved a little bit and then I, when I was here, I started doing pop-ups and supper clubs and all the stuff to build the investment or try and get investment for here and the reputation and whatever and all that. Um, I was obviously then could do what I wanted because it was me, yeah, just doing me to me, yeah. So I was doing stuff all over the country and the things like the cauliflower yeast became a staple dish wherever we went because it was we were going to different different cities. So it didn't matter that we did it before because it was all completely new and. And then we'd maybe do another one and we'd introduce two and it'd be like, what? Well, we'd be doing you know, a seven-class menu and like three of them would be veggies. And the reaction we was getting was brilliant. People were like, you know, our favourites were X, Y and Z. I love the veggie, I love this, you know, like... And then it just became a thing. It that was it. It was just like this... this interest. Yeah. Um, and then we just we just started writing menus yeah. and we opened a restaurant and it was like and I very lucky that my sous chef has a very in, same inclination I have <coughs> excuse me um, he sort of thinks like I do similar to what I do so we'd sit down we'd build in here and then we'd have you know like we'd build all day and I'd do what jet wash bricks or whatever we were doing and they'd go home and eat fish and chips or whatever and it's terrible uh or you know and we'd sit up a beer and, and talk and then we'd realise that we hadn't talked about meat yeah. we'd, we'd sat for ages and written like and they were all like veg based which was ace and we're like well that's just that's cool yeah and it just was like well this must be our thing it so gives, it gives you like a really interesting point of difference I think yeah yeah absolutely it really does I just think that I think there are I have come across people who think that we planned yeah, it I get and it. I didn't it wasn't like oh let's have a let's have a hook well it is because it's every 
when I think that if, if it was a design talk, it wouldn't have worked because it'd be false. Yeah. Well, I, I really try and stay away from it, but you know, the, the media on the whole is, is really um, obsessive, like boxing you in, aren't they? It's like this is he's this type of chef. Yeah, this is you know, which I try not to do, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I I'm always really interested into your. Unfortunately, people people are people or viewers or listeners or readers or whatever they they want to know what they're. You know, we all we we all take sides, or we all pigeonhole ourselves, or we all, you know, follow certain interests, and people want to know. So unfortunately, you can't say well, we don't have a thing. So well, we do. Whoever has a thing, whether it's ours, and that is our thing. I'm not. It's not a thing that we want to avoid or not shout about. But it's, sometimes it's getting across that we are not. We're not. It's you not know, just- we, yeah, and we might have menus sometimes that don't have loads of vegetarian stuff on. Like we might have menus where we've, you know, we might have a, a, a peak of interest where we think of like a few meat dishes and be like, oh, like, you know, don't get me wrong, I love, I love meat as much as the next man, but I just don't eat a lot of it. Yeah. But sometimes there might be once, maybe if we've been doing loads of vegetable for ages, that we'd start, you know, going a bit over that way. But there's always, there's never been. A, um, a menu since we opened that's been fully protein. If you if you had uh, a dish to add, sort of to talk about from before the restaurant, something that you'd maybe done cooked in your career leading up to that, that kind of meant something to you or something that that might have piqued your interest. What what would that be that I could tease out of you? Piqued my interest in what? Maybe like just meant something to you, or you know, like that you'd cooked somewhere <laughs> or been taught or shown. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> Sorry, I put you on the spot. Yeah, uh, I don't know, mate. I'm it's okay. You don't have to have one. Is there another from here that we could talk about? I've got to try and get five dishes out of you. That's all oh, right. As in, you want the dish? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, oh, there's loads of stuff oh, like the on. dishes that we love. Yeah, if that's what you asked. I think we'll yeah. talk about things that we don't. No. Um, yeah, we do a tomato dish that we've done. Um, three times now yeah yeah some stuff what I've really enjoyed doing which I suppose they'd probably be the dishes that that that, we, that that will be on that list and the things that we've done in or that were conceived within the supper club pop up period to call that period one and then in our early inception as a restaurant being period two and then us going into like period three now where we've revisited those dishes again and there's there's the the transition of those or the evolution of those dishes is amazing because that's like one they were designed to start was that I could do in my own home because I was doing prep for pop-ups in my own kitchen second they were done here with only five chefs doing 50 covers and now they're Right, well, how do we do that dish now? So we used to do it. So we did a tomato dish. Uh, it used to be that we used, originally started out with San Marzano and then became pineapple rib, and is now last year in its third version with these incredible pineapple rib tomatoes that we just do simply with all of the things that I grow on the allotment, and it's it couldn't be any more seasonal. It's incredible we get the tomatoes in they never go near a fridge never put them in a fridge we just they stay on the side they get they set room temperature and it's that's for me is like 
it's purely product because we do very little to any of it so we we, we we slice it raw season it and then we make a lovage emulsion from lovage from the allotment we hang buttermilk um, <clears throat> that we use a byproduct for making our butter to thicken our buttermilk <coughs> excuse me uh, we use the sourdough from the day before to fry for butter texture you've got this you've got this and then just every morning I go down the allotment and I pick the stuff that we need for the day that, that complements that tomato and it's it's one of them that's just been stripped back yeah. rather than forward yeah. it's, it's technically gone in essence it's gone backwards in its flavour it's gone for, it's gone forwards now it's like and it's again it's one of those dishes that people go I don't like tomatoes then they go oh actually like shit <laughs> yeah. oh no I do like tomatoes yeah. cabbage is another one yeah. do you know like like that dish that yeah I could talk, I could spend this whole episode but how many people how many people do you know that be like I don't like cabbage yeah <laughs> you get all the time here don't like cabbage oh hang on no shit I do like cabbage now do you know what was really interesting I took my um, father-in-law to that to here because my fiance was uh, really really poorly that day and he'd never had anything like this like absolutely not and he was just like blown away and we both particularly by that cabbage dish and I, I guess what interests me and it's kind of <coughs> terrible um, man thing going on yeah what, what interests me is it's like on the face of it when the dish comes out to me as the customer looks quite simple yeah yeah, yeah, really yeah. were like yeah. the flavours were so complex what we do is quite simple like if I showed you that tomato you'd think it, well I mean it says we have just sliced the tomato put some stuff on it but it, that wouldn't work if it, if it wasn't an incredible tomato it wouldn't work if a tomato had been put in the fridge it wouldn't work if we hadn't picked them herbs that morning it wouldn't work if you know there's there's a lot of things that can be messed up with that dish that people would be like oh, just a tomato with some you know that like naive like I think sometimes it's people's... Is it jealousy? I don't know. Do you know, like, people are just like... Because I've done it. I'm guilty of it in the past myself. We see something and you just... It's almost that, why didn't I think of that? And you just try and, and you try and reduce it down to something that it's not. And like, this is like... Yeah, but really, in essence, they're right, but it's not. Because there's steps to get to that point where that dish becomes something that's phenomenal. And it's a time and a place, and it's, you know, there's something about that. Elements of all of those things coming together to create that dish. Um, and that sums up, I think, a lot of what we do. And, and it's that, there's, there's a list, isn't there, of things, or I think there's a list of things that people had or, or continue to have as, as a child. This is because I think a lot of it's like, it's that, isn't it? It's memory that. That you didn't like cabbage it's definitely one of them cauliflower like my mum I don't know about your mum but my mum Annette poor Annette would just absolutely muller it do you know like my mum was one of them that had, um, she's got one of them steamer you know the three tiered yeah, steamers yeah. and it's like potatoes broccoli cauliflower carrots all going at the same time Mum, 
<laughs> How long does it take to cook a potato? About 30 minutes. How long does it take that broccoli cook? About, oh, about 10. Well, I mean, it's not even 10 really, Mum, but okay, well, let's go with 10. Why are they at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're poor mum. It's like, but look, how many mums do that? Yeah. I've said, yeah. I've said that to lots of people before, they go, Mum does that. Yeah. No, I've told her time and time again, Mum, why don't you just like set a timer? Yeah. Do you know I mean? Put the potatoes in after 20 minutes, put the broccoli. Yes. You can still use the same steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't get it. So things like cauliflower, cabbage, tomatoes. How many shit tomatoes have we bought from yeah. a supermarket or a yeah. shop or a greengrocer where they just taste like nothing? Yeah. Or they taste like the skins are thick and the flesh is hard and the middle's acidic and it's, it's, it's just rubbish. Whereas, this, you know, the, the pineapple rib tomato is sensational. But they're not, they're not, there's not many much I mean they're, they're big like a beef tomato it's like a big beef tomato but it's yellow and uh, has this really dense flesh very much like a beef tomato not many seeds but is so sweet it's so tomatoey and like without sounding like a cheesy cheesy twat it literally has been kissed by the sun do you know what I mean like it's like you just think well, that's not a tomato. No. That is not. A, that can't be a tomato. <laughs> that, that's a. Well, it's a fruit. Do you mean like that's a fruit, like a fruit, like a, like a common fruit? It's not. It's a tomato. Amazing. It's and it's just those things that add texture and acidity and herbaceousness and all those things that just create this balanced thing. Is just, yeah, I love it, and I can't wait for that. They'll be back in in about. What month is it now? April. Oh, a couple of months, yeah. and it will. I don't know if it even changed this year because it might now be. We'll do it. We'll do it this year. We'll do it as we did last year, and then we'll see yeah. if it was on. If there's any way to do it, but I love that cabbage is, you know, another one that's definitely like you know like the same reason like history or the new version. Even this one was Savoy, but same thing. Like it's still that next that ingredient that people don't know. Um, I love white asparagus I'm mad for white asparagus I really don't I don't I don't dislike it I don't really like green asparagus I think it's a bit a bit boring said it sorry sorry <laughs> like it just makes you think of poached eggs which I, yeah. I, I love a poached egg and some green asparagus like, but I just like oh, I suppose it's like you know you're trying to do that <laughs> do the do the bit different aren't you you well, we get, Oh, You've got that, that knowledge. I, try, well, we try, I get it in every year. I get it in every year, oh, wanting to like it. <laughs> I get it, and I'm like, you know, it's very good season. Yeah, it's one of the things that's so British and so perfect for a restaurant like us because it's, it's 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 so British. It's so uh, seasonal. It's such a small, short window. You can't get it. Well, you can get it from anywhere. from Peru all the way around. But, those countries like it's, it's the ideal ingredient and every year and I just think oh, just, <laughs> Don't like I'm it. more excited by the idea of it than I am yeah. when I eat it I find myself a bit disappointed by it but then I get why and we use the, what, why, the white we use white spice from Y Valley and it's like better texture more I think it's more Complex. What will you do with it? What, what, how will you serve so, that? Well, funnily enough, we do, now we're doing it with caramelised yeast. Went on yesterday, this week. So at some point this week, went on two days ago. Uh, super simple. Uh, so we just make a, a caramelised yeast, essentially a glaze, 
and we just roll it in this thick glaze uh, and then a, a yeasted a light yeasted bread puree and lemon like lemon zest and it's beautiful because asparagus has got so much complexity to it that light that, that sort of bitter it's got a light bitter finish to it sweetness that texture super veg, vegetal yeah. is that a word vegetal yeah vegetable vegetableness yeah vegetable that word you know it doesn't need much like I mean the same way that white people love you know what green with a poached egg just similar to oh, with, with, with hollandaise you know that is a, it is a beautiful thing and there's nothing to it this burger is sort of doing its thing isn't it it's yeah. like that's yeah, yeah. and the egg and the hollandaise which are essentially the same thing anyway just butter and one's egg and egg and butter it's just yeah there was something you said there in like the kind of cooking of the asparagus what you're talking about and it reminded me of I interviewed uh, Chantelle Nicholson about she was talking about planted and her book about using vegetables and stuff um, and it triggered a you know chime in my mind that almost treating vegetables as meat you know so you can just you can do way more than boil it or steam it you can barbecue it you can yeah of course it, yeah, yeah absolutely there's, there's, I think that's where people go wrong because they they, they Again, you take you know memory back to to that steamer, and that's what veg is. You know, like it's it's really not like you can take we cook carrots like meat. You know, like pot roast and then barbecue like you would a piece of steak. You know, same thing, lovely, same texture, same texture, but meat. You know, that those veg have that big meaty texture. When you get barbecue, and then we, you know, glaze them on a barbecue and start brushing them with like deliciousness, whatever that deliciousness might be. Whether it's even if it's like unagi, so we use quite, you know, we use uh, so it's but unagi is like a, a essentially it's a barbecued eel sauce. We make a barbecue sauce from the when we use smoked eel, we keep the frames and the skin, and we make a, a an unagi sauce with the smoked eel and on that. As you're barbecuing veg and just brushing it like some vegan pit master, you know, vegan. <laughs> oh, that's not true because it's got a smoked tail in it. Do you know what I mean? Some, I some 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 dodgy pit master brushing, you know, and it's just incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like it, you know, it could be a piece of meat because yeah. that barbecue and that savoury and that smoke and that texture. You know, celeriac, same as at the moment. Got one on now. Celeriac, black garlic, literally done. Barbecue brushed in. A black garlic glaze and just like just sticky amazing because obviously that celeriac's got that <coughs> anisides you know celery <coughs> vegetable and then there's just, just, just some, there's that yeah, one yeah. and obviously black garlic's you know licorice it's got that real yeah. you know when you in that sugar caramel like that can caramelise itself within the skins you get that you know I go I, I get licorice I get you know, molasses, brown sugar, treacle, all those things. So that, like, pushed on a bit of barbecue celeriac. Hell yeah. Like, it's delicious. I'm going to say something that you might roll your eyes at now, so forgive me. But <laughs> in the... I don't always talk about other chefs, but in the in the last episode, which will have gone out Are you going to to name last week... In name dropping. I was interviewing Josh Whitehead ah, last week. I'm like Josh Whitehead. How is he? We, he was he's fine, thank you. <laughs> and we were talking about up and coming and, you know, the top talent in the UK, because he's obsessed with chefs and food. He's obsessed with chefs. 
I love Josh. He's and he amazing. was talking about you. That's very kind of him. He was saying how good you are, and I obviously happen to agree. <laughs> so, and then we were talking about Michelin stars. And that, you know, that conversation will naturally happen at a restaurant like this. Where do you fit in on that? Mate, that's what's Michelin, that wouldn't you? You're just getting the wrong, the wrong brother. Is something you want? Something you're aiming for? <laughs> yeah, of course we do. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't. Like, t- t- is it the BLN or no? Do we have a busy restaurant? Yeah. If I never get it, but I can come to work every day and I can cook the food that I really want to cook and I can pay my staff and I have a busy restaurant I die a happy man that's not a lie if I said I didn't want it that would be a lie so yes short answer but I don't think it is the end of the world if we don't do you know what I mean? No, if I that mean, makes sense. you know, as I said. Yeah, but I want it for them as well. They work really hard. Do you know, they all work really hard. And I want them, I want them to get some acknowledgement. Do you know, do I think it's worth it? If, if there was smell-o-vision, by the way, going on, there is something smelling amazing coming out of the kitchen right now. Whatever I can smell, it smells great. I'm going to go with chow and mushy. Crab chow mushy, I'm guessing, I guess. Um, <coughs> I've distracted you. It's all right. Do I think we should get it? I don't know. Do I think it's worth it? Yeah, I do. But I think I'd be... Again, I'd be, I'm not... You know, it's not about... It's not arrogant. I, I eat it. Do you know, I, I sit down fairly regularly when we have a quiet lunch to eat it to make sure that it works do you know if you do 10 courses plus snacks plus breads and whatever it's 15 it's essentially 15 courses all in I need to know that that 15 courses works and is balanced and, and is a menu that is a, a journey essentially you know it's not about just using the analogy that your, your, what's your favourite album what's your favourite music album oh, tough question Stanley Road Paul Weller right <laughs> Stanley Road is what 12, 13 songs is it 12, 13 songs that fight against each other or is it 12, 13 songs that flow and ebb into each other to create the reason it's an album that's so perfect do you know what I mean there's, yeah. there's a lot of sense in that and a menu should be the same thing <clears throat> it's not it's not 12 random songs put together it doesn't work that would be 12 different singles but well, they're all amazing songs but they don't fit yeah, yeah, yeah. there has to be it has a, a synergy between, a the, theme, between yeah. all of those tracks yeah whether it's do you know Dr. Dre's 2001 yeah which is a bit which is it is but <laughs> phenomenal album if you listen to that album start to finish like the flow of the album is sensational and a menu should do that a menu should you know should peak and trough and heights of acidity to cleanse your palate mid-meal and balance and not be too much you shouldn't you know like being full is not fun either being hungry is not fun you know all that jazz so we so we did <clears throat> so if I sit down and eat it and I and I try and do it with my wife because I don't see her very often so quite often I'll say do you want to come and come and eat 
yeah, and she's also tough, my biggest gig. She's my biggest critic anyway. She's like super honest. She'll never blow smoke up my ass. She'll always tell me the truth. And she's eaten in loads of places with me. You know, we've eaten, you know, yeah. mission services around the world. And yeah, I've, I think from if I was to take myself out of it as the owner or the chef and just put myself as a customer, do I think that 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 if I came here? knowing what I know and the restaurants I've been to then yes I would say so but that doesn't mean absolutely diddly squat does it like, no no no, no. <coughs> well, it means know, absolutely it was, bollocks it was quite satisfying because obviously I didn't <coughs> I didn't prompt Josh to mention you but obviously uh, you know he he well, he's, bigged you up and it, was, it was nice to know that I had you also coming up yeah. so I've got the two of you he's, sound, he's amazing as well like like one day Josh will you know will do something really special um, he is a curious little monkey, isn't he? <laughs> but he's, he, yeah, he's, he's amazing. So, and he's, he's so passionate about everything that he does. <clears throat> and, I'm, and that's nice for him to say. Thanks, Josh. If, uh, <laughs> if we had an imaginary specials board and you could choose one dish from your kind of... what you've talked to me about from your time here that would be a special that you particularly loved the most what would what would you choose can be choose? one of the ones you spoke about can be a new one <clears throat> just trying to think now that would we've had a few, we've had a few. Uh, I would say what would I say I know it's tough Shiitake. <laughs> Do the shiitake dish. Excuse me. Shiitake dish with a uh, mushroom ketchup, tasty paste, uh, furikake, and cured pork fat. And again, that's another. For me, that's a, another great example of what we do because it's the shiitake is the the uh, the cured pork fat is the garnish if you like but it's the elevator it's the thing that lifts it all it ties it together no the rest of it's well the rest of it's vegan actually like mushrooms are barbecued and poached and teriyaki which we make with maple rather than honey purely because of because we have vegan that we we have quite a lot of vegan people so you know and we don't use a huge amount of sweetness in it so we maple syrup instead uh Mushroom ketchup, it's just that. Got agar, just you know, it's great. That's a lovely example. Where you, it's, it's essentially a vegan dish with some pork fat on top. Yeah, it's not mean like it's just <laughs> not exactly vegan. Yeah, but if you take, you know, if you take that off, the pork fat it's a dish away. on its own. Yeah, without the pork fat, it still works really it. well. I served that dish to to Gareth Ward. Well, I didn't. I said one to him when he came, he came with Amelia. So Amelia, his girlfriend, is vegetarian. And the, when we first opened, was one of our first dishes. I know it's ironic. <laughs> I was just thinking that that is the. Sorry, right, my okay. butcher's married to a veggie as well. Uh, when he came, I didn't have we didn't have room in the restaurant, so I put him and Amelia on the kitchen table. It was like a Wednesday night. Just sat on the kitchen table, I just fed him, and I did that. We had that dish on then, and I gave him the one, one with Lardo. Um, I made the one without and he ate both and he'd say well actually he preferred it without the lardo so it was that again ironic 
you know. Um, so we completely ignored him. Yeah, we just completely ignored him. So he's actually been on since, and then we did it with both. So because we used to do the furukake as the vegetarian, so the lardo. Now we do it with furukake and the lardo, and it's really good. Because I think what he was getting at was that savoury, toasted, seaweedy, loveliness, balanced the sweet and the smoky and then obviously the lardo just for me just finished it up and he's had it since again actually he's been back and had it in its new uh, in its second version where we did it with the fur cake and the lardo was like yeah that's better that's the one so <laughs> he really didn't really want it without the meat he just wanted some extra as well so but it does work with you know like, it works as a vegan dish you know yeah as as approved by celebrity chef Gareth Ward yeah <laughs> Listen, mate. Shout out to Gareth Wall. Shout out to the Wardy. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get him on the next this series as well. So, and try and have him on. I'm yeah. gonna try. Yes, he's just in the middle. You'll need of a nowhere. translator. Yeah, I have interviewed him once, but I only okay. the phone. So, gonna have to. Do anyway, since I've been here two years ago ish, I've been desperate to get back. Desperate to have you on the podcast. It's been an absolute joy. I've loved having you on. Thank you very much. Uh, I can't recommend people here highly enough thank you I like to say we had such a great meal here and that crispy cabbage just genuinely would go on my <laughs> favourite so I hope that's nice for you to death row meal yeah it would be because that was well, so thank good. you very much I appreciate so, that all the best I'm glad it's all done so well and thank you thank you welcome cheers, cheers. thanks again to our fantastic series partners Chef Works check them out on social media just search at chefworks uk in ireland on facebook twitter linkedin and instagram hashtag chefworks wearer if you wear chefworks and you want to feature or get in touch with us and maybe you can appear as a chef of the month now that would be really cool to see a chefy listener of the past feature as a chefworks wearer of the month that'd be really cool you can get in touch with me on twitter as well at the past pod uh, I am also the underscore past underscore podcast on Instagram. Or you can email me with stories of best dining experiences, perhaps. Celebrities in restaurants is always fun. Uh, I'm at paul at the past podcast.co.uk. And perhaps I will grovel with Chef Works for an apron for our best email that gets read out on the show. That would be cool. You can have your own apron chef works apron that'll be really lovely to see somebody in that uh, you can take a nice picture for us cheers guys and uh, we will see you next time around on the past podcast cheers